I, I feel emotions coming and I don't know if like tears welling up. My automatic response is, oh, I'm, I'm trying to like shake it off. Mm-hmm. But then I remember having a conversation myself saying, let it go. Yeah. Two, one. You're listening to The Real Social Proof Podcast with Mr. Sleepers for Suckers himself, David Shand. Let's get it. Welcome to another edition of The Social Proof Podcast. Me and Donnie are here. Donnie and David are, David and Donnie are here. Me and David are here. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Out here enjoying the wonderful life of entrepreneurship, full-time entrepreneurship stuff. So exciting. This is so Shans, cool. no, seriously. I was thinking about this a couple days ago. Do you know how blessed we are? And not just us, but everybody who actually bets on themselves, goes out and build a business, and it works. Yeah. And you get to do this every single day. Every day. And it's like when that first year hits, you're like, man, I made it a whole year. Mm-hmm. And then the second and the third. And then I, I turned around and realized it's been seven years for me mm. as a full-time entrepreneur. I left my last job in 2014. It's been seven years. Years. Wow. I left the Cheesecake Factory in 2012. So what's, what's it? It's almost it's 10 years. nine years. So, yep. Going on 10 years for you. Going on. Oh, my goodness. Eight years for me. And I'm like. When did you when did you leave? You mean what month? Yeah. Um, I want to say it was about August 2014. I think it was August 2014. And that was like my last job because I had quit my job before. I had been full-time entrepreneur before when I owned my clothing store. Mm. And um, then I got involved, you know, then we moved out of that because like the Instagram boutique stuff just kind of shut down a in-person brick and mortar model of a boutique. And so I was, I was self-employed for a while. And then I came back to this job and was like, this is the last job like W2 that I will ever have. And so I went and I did my time there, (laughs) did my time. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like a prison. I did, but it was that particular. I loved what I did for a living, but that particular company did feel like a prison. Mm. Um, however, I think that was the last straw. Like because by that point, I was grown, grown. Yeah. Like I'm grown, grown at this point. Right. It's it's only so much of this kind of talking to I can tolerate. Right. Um, and you know, I had proven that I would actually like. I used to think about slapping the crap out of somebody, and then I I proved that I would. So I had to get away. Did you slap the crap out of somebody. Not on this job, but yes, before. So once I realized that it wasn't a thought anymore that I might actually. (laughs) (laughs) Growth and maturity. It was growth and maturity. Um, No, but in all seriousness, I was seriously thinking about how blessed, some people may say lucky, but like we get up every single day and figure out how to get it for ourselves and our families while also figuring out how to consistently increase the value that we pour out. Do you remember the date that you left? I don't remember the date. I'll have to go back and look at my journal from that year. And, yo, we need to have, like, a celebration. First of all, that would be so lit. So glad you said that. So we need to have a celebration for that. Then this this month, and I need to go back and check my journal. In fact, I can look on YouTube, but this makes a year for us. Does it? Yes. What was, the first, it, what was the first episode? I'm going to YouTube right now. And... We have a lot to celebrate, man. We have a lot to celebrate. Yes. So, okay. Go okay. ahead. I'm going to bring I'm, up the Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about that. 
it is almost like this, and this creates a great conversation of remembering what that transition was like. Because mm-hmm. I left October 1st, 2012, was the first day of me being a full-time entrepreneur. And um, I just remember, actually, I took a vacation right before the first, and we went to Destin, Florida. It was a, it was a bunch of us. Brandon was out there. Um, my man Rock Boy, shout out to Rock Boy out in uh, Huntsville, Alabama. Um, it was a bunch of us out there. And we took a little vacation and I had to prepare myself to open this kiosk October 1st, 2012. And I was so nervous. I was so excited. August 31st was our first. Well, well no, no, I was a guest here. The next week was... Was it the next week? Mm-hmm. No. The next... Okay, the next I'll keep talking. I'm going to okay. find the video. Say it again. Right. That was August 31st. Say it again. Yeah, I remember that conversation because around that time, Donnie's asking, you had asked Donnie something about the podcast. And she asked, why haven't you asked me? Why have been Right, because she didn't qualify. No, she, he said, why haven't you been on the podcast? Yeah, yeah. I said, why haven't you asked yes. me <laughs> to be on the podcast? Like, I'm just pulling up. Like, right, where's right, my right, spot? Right, right, right. And that's when I would just take anybody. No. <laughs> so, no. <laughs> it was, though. It was. No. We While I'm scrolling people. through some of these episodes and I legit don't remember some of these. This is crazy. Tenure. Tenure. I'm still scrolling. Keep talking. That's so. wild. So, um, dang, it's been a year. Yeah, but, but 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 anyway, um, I remember I was excited and nervous at the same time because I left. But I had this thing plaguing my mind. What if I have to go back? Yeah. It wasn't ever, it wasn't excitement in terms of, um, yo, I'm about to be this full-time entrepreneur. I'm about to live my wildest dreams. One of my major thoughts and concerns was. Major. What if I have to go back? Yeah. But when did that stop being a concern for you? Maybe a couple years ago. Yeah, I mean, I had. It wasn't. I had a couple of moments uh, uh, <laughs> where I'm telling you, and I think we talked about it. You really start mapping out where is a place that you can drive Uber and nobody sees you mm-hmm. from the gram. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking through that. Like I, I'm I had to do it at night <laughs> because it's like these t-shirt sales ain't it. They not hitting. They not hitting. And um, I, I just, I just remember the ups and the downs and the ups and the downs, and I'm excited and I feel like oh, I finally made it. But then the next week we have slow sales and I start, it was really a week of slow sales that really started to, um, really started to turn my mind to, oh crap, nobody's filling the shirt line anymore. Mm -hmm. I got to figure something out. Mm -hmm. But in all honesty, that feeling never really goes away from me. Like we had a, it it wasn't like, we didn't have as much traffic on our YouTube um, last week. Or last two weeks. And in my mind, I'm like, oh, crap. Are people not feeling the podcast anymore? So, I was episode 57. The very next one was our first episode. The very next one was our first episode when we was in that room. September 7th, a week later. And they flamed you in the comments. Was that the one where you said uh, Fortune 500? No, 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 no. (laughs) We are never, ever speaking of that again. Okay, so September 7th. What is happening in real life right now, September 7th? What's going on September 7th? What is the... That's a Tuesday. That's a Tuesday. After After the uh, alumni affair. 
September what? 7th is one year. Oh. Got you. So when we when we record on the 8th, we got to do something special. Make it special. an event? Mm-hmm. Yes, 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 yeah, yes. Yeah, we'll make it an event. Yeah, we'll do a live evening joint. Yeah. September 8th. Absolutely. Ah, I'm so excited. That's crazy. It's going to be a, a year. year. We've endured. <laughs> yes. I've endured you. <laughs> <laughs> and I've had to endure you. Yes, 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 but yes. But now yes. people absolutely love you on the podcast. They do. And I'm so thankful and excited because I literally came to you and was like, David, I don't think this is good for your yeah, brand. Yeah, yeah. Yep. But I like I, I just had a I, I felt something and I'm like, yo, um, they just don't know you yet. Yeah. They don't know how like amazing you are, and you've changed my life in many regards, especially just the way you think and just being connected with you. And I'm like, if if I can get people to see who you are and really dig into your brain, they're mm-hmm. absolutely going to love you. Yeah. And um, that's what's happening. It's been dope. It's been dope. Okay, so the year is coming. We got to plan that out. Y'all comment some things that we can do to celebrate this year. You know, I don't celebrate much. This is one to celebrate. I know, but I don't celebrate... Much of anything. Do really. you want to start celebrating? Like, do you wish you were a person who celebrated things? Hmm. Maybe that has something to do with my mental health. Does it, Joe? I think so. Yeah, there, there could be a trauma. But what is the trauma? I mean, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know where it would come from. Were you celebrated as a kid? I think so. You yeah. think so? Yeah, I always did well in basketball, and uh, I knew I was good in basketball, and uh, my dad always encouraged me. Huh? Is it? Can they hear it? They can hear the phone ringing? Oh, let me turn off the Bluetooth. Oh, that's crazy. Maybe do not disturb. Maybe do not dis- Well, I'll tell you the turn. <laughs> All right, yeah, but... um. No, I mean, like, basketball, things like that, but were you celebrated? Like, did you celebrate birthdays going, growing up? I can remember one birthday. Mm. There you go. Like your whole, up until what age? Up until like a few years ago. So I can remember one birthday party. And I, maybe, maybe I've had more, but I literally can only remember one. Like visually, I can see it. One birthday party for me. How old were you? I had to be... 10, mm. maybe. Mm. I mean, it's your birthday. You and your friends go out. Y'all drinking and all that kind of stuff. But yeah. an actual birthday like party. Birthday party. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that could have something to do with it. Maybe you, maybe it wasn't a big deal for your, your household growing up to like celebrate. So you were conditioned to think that celebrating was unnecessary. But I don't think that wasn't the case. Because... We celebrated holidays. We celebrate. I remember, I remember, maybe it's just my memory. Because I remember one Christmas where we had, like, we came downstairs and there were so many video games. It was either, it was Super Nintendo, actually. We had a Super Nintendo and it was mad games laid out. <laughs> I remember it. I just don't ever remember. Like any celebrating. Do you, are you one of those people who feel like, once I accomplish something, I'm just on to the next thing. Like, it's not worth yeah. celebrating. Yeah. Yeah. See, I, I work with people like you to try to make you slow down and enjoy the moment a whole lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because we can be so hard on ourselves and so focused on chasing the next thing that you don't really realize how big of a deal it is to have accomplished something that you've already accomplished or hit a milestone that you've already hit. Like for some guys growing up in certain neighborhoods, if they make it to 21, it's a celebration just because coming from their neighborhood, you don't tech typically make it past teenage years, right? Um, for other people, for us, like building a six-figure business was celebration worthy. Like you're going from $5 tips to six-figure entrepreneurship yeah. and now seven-figure entrepreneurship. Like that's that's a big deal. I know Dre likes to celebrate. She does. She does. Mm-hmm. And I just don't, I don't know. And I've had, I've, I've had like, okay, now I can think like of birthday events. Hey, Ariel, what are we doing? Right we now. can Come on, hear y'all. you so yes, loud. Absolutely. Y'all After, can just move yeah, back. For sure. You, gonna, you want your own podcast conversation. Oh, man. It's going to be chit chatting. <laughs> I'm over here like. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness gracious. Is anybody going to make eye contact with me? She's over there whispering like. <laughs> I wonder what, the, what was y'all whispering and, about? You know, what was they whispering about? Opportunities. Opportunities. Okay. All right. Yeah. Did he Probably ask you out? Just, you know. Did he ask you out? No? Oh, okay, good. Good. <laughs> oh, I do see the ring now. But, good. you know. Anywho. The opportunity will still be there in like an hour. Yeah, yeah for sure, okay. for sure, for cool, sure. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> but I, like, I've, I've done like birthday events and like you, we do like these birthday photo shoot parties and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't ever remember just chilling because I put on the event. Yeah. And I'm working. Then I give a little speech at the end and... Okay, okay. So it. I see, I see where me and Dre need to go with this soon. You know, we stay plotting on stuff to do for she you. She be doing stuff. Like, she wants to do stuff. Like, she does. Like, she'll have, like, a birthday event, but it, I don't, it doesn't feel celebratory. It's like, oh, this is nice. I don't feel accomplished. Really? And she be going all out. Yo, she, what do you she did think? This, she knows I love Monopoly. She had this whole Monopoly theme. She got the little Monopoly cardboard cutout. She be decking it out. And I love it. I'm, I'm, I, I, I do love spending time with the family, friends, things of that nature. Um... Internally, I don't celebrate, though. What do you think would make you feel excited to surprisingly walk into? What would be? So the other day when Dre did the the picnic and the tent and stuff, were you excited about that or were you just kind of appreciative about that? I was appreciative. Okay, so it didn't excite you. It was dope. So you know what I don't I know, know if I use some. Oh my gosh! But it was like, dang, this so, is fly. She loves me. Let's go back to celebrations. Okay. So, was there a moment in your life where a celebration went bad? Not a birthday, but a celebration in general. Yeah. Where a celebration went bad. I can't think of a time where a celebration went bad. It's so important that Black voices are represented in Black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of Black uh, voices and influencers from Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. 
I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. No. Like maybe you wanted this party so bad and nobody showed up or you're not enough people showed up and you were feeling like nobody likes me. And do you feel like people won't show up for you in the manner that you want them to show up? Maybe I've played that in my head, but I, it never actually happened. That's always my fear. Well, you always say, will people really show up? Yeah. You so always that, say that. That's it right there. The fact of, that you're replaying it in your head all the time, it's like when somebody tries to do something for you in a celebratory way, in your head is like, why is this going on? Why are we doing this? What's the celebration behind this? What's the point? You know what? Maybe it is. I think I've, I've come to understand early on that um, with every up, there's a down. With every good, there's a bad. Two sides to every coin. Mm-hmm. With every um, every um, expansion, you're going to have some recession. After recession comes expansion, right? Mm-hmm. Which is good because I understand it. But it doesn't allow me to get too high of a high, but it protects me because I don't get too low of a low either. Sure. Because you're guarded. Because I'm guarded. That's what it is. You're guarded. So it's like when celebrations happen, you still have that guard up. So it's like, where's the low? When's the low going to happen? You're where's, expecting where's the, it. Yeah, you're, you're expecting. For it. So, like, where's the fire? When's the fire going to start? Mm. Mm. You are extremely guarded, as am I. Very guarded. Both but your girl are. loves to celebrate. Oh, for sure. What is the feeling? Can you explain the feeling of celebration? Um, I mean, it depends, obviously, on what's being celebrated. Like, when you guys were there for me for my birthday dinner, like, it was like, oh, wow, they cared enough about me to come out and take time out of their out of their day to celebrate me. And the pictures are all about me and the words around the table are all about me. Um, that feels really good. Like celebrating an accomplishment, I think you feel seen. Like, okay, so y'all did see all this hard work or either you're here now to celebrate the hard work when you didn't see me before, but either way you see it, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then it's just like fun. I think it's, I think celebration is more about acknowledgement and just enjoying the people who love you. I don't think I've ever won a championship. I, you know what the crazy thing is? I just growing up, I was just never the best at anything. That's what it I've is. I've always been good, but I've never been the best. Like I've never been the best player in my class. I never won a championship. Like I will always get this close. And up until now, it seems like as an entrepreneur, opportunities were always this close. Mm. I'm this close to recruiting a person that's going to build up my whole business and it doesn't work. Or you recruit that person when I was in network marketing and they don't do anything. Yeah, or nothing. like how it happens in my, my expectations. Dang, that's crazy. Yeah. I've been scarred by failed expectations. Or by almost. You've by been almost. scarred by almost. And has there... And almost doesn't count. Has there been anybody to just celebrate you for the person that you're just just being David? 
is the question. So you, have you been celebrated as just David Shands, not the champion, not the entrepreneur, not the husband, but just you, as, even as a kid? But what I do is so closely related to me. I don't know if you're telling me, yo, you changed my life because you listened to a podcast. I did something and you like what I did. But other than maybe my mom, who loves me unconditionally because she's been with me, even like you have a spouse, they love you for some things that you've done or some things that you, like there's a profile of yeah. things that you have when you get with somebody. I don't know, man. Is there, can you I teach? I mean, has anybody ever really been celebrated for being just who other they than are? Your other than, I can't say that my parents ever celebrated me for just being me. I've gotten celebrated for doing something great, winning a competition, having a great speech, a birthday, but not, hey, let's just celebrate you just simply for being who you are. Now, a significant other, yes, but it goes back to your point of, me being who I am to you. Yeah, I fit the profile of what you I wanted. I fit the profile of what you wanted and you see something great in that. But I don't know if a person has ever just been like, hey, Joe, let's just go celebrate you. What does that even mean? Like? <laughs> and it gets weird and awkward because people are like, oh, let's go out. I'm like, mm, uh. So I you don't I, celebrate either? No, nah, I'm not a, like, my birthday. I didn't do anything. I did very little. Like me and my homegirl went out because we have the same birthday. Yeah. But outside of that, she was like, what you going to do the weekend? I'm just going to chill and work. Because I'm, I'm the same. I'm very guarded, too, because of my trauma, mm-hmm. though. Because of my trauma. I know, personally, I'm guarded because that's what I'm working through in therapy now. I'm not being so guarded, taking the bricks down, allowing people to kind of just come in and just let them be. Because I'm very analytical of people. Like, what do you want? Why are you here? Yeah. What's the deal? What's your motive? Mm. Mm. Maybe we need to celebrate and see what happens. Let's celebrate. I'm gonna approach the celebration in a different way. I'm gonna I'm gonna intentionally try to tap into a feeling that I haven't felt before mm. of happiness and excitement. I don't think I've been excited. Yeah. For a while. You celebrate differently. Um, you hit a milestone and you bought a Rolex. No, I didn't. I just wanted to destroy it. And then I did an event to have it. You said... <laughs> it wasn't around a celebration. It was just... Well, maybe it wasn't, but it was the reward for a goal that you set. So... No, it wasn't. So you didn't decide that you wanted a Rolex. Yes. Created an income goal to achieve it. Correct. Achieved that income goal and then went and bought the Rolex. Yes, but... It wasn't a celebration. It wasn't a celebration. Actually, I think I bought the watch before I actually got all the money. Yo, it's crazy. I am, I am guarded against celebration. I'm trying to think of like. I don't even know if it's you being guarded against celebration, Shans. I think you are guarded against expressing emotion. That's true. And that's a part of it. I mean, I would, I would like to, even if I don't express it, I like to still experience it, feel it. It's not like I feel it and I just don't want to let it out. It's like I just don't feel it. I don't feel it, but I'm happy all the time. Yeah. It's the same way. um, It's the same way with me watching comedies, like comedy movies. I enjoy it. I just, it never makes me laugh, but it's funny. Really? But it never makes me laugh. Like Nothing makes you laugh? I mean, some things make me laugh, right? But I look around like me, my mom, and my significant other went to the movies over the weekend. Mm -hmm. 
and I'm sitting in the middle and I forget the name of the movie. We just went. It wasn't even a movie on our radar. We just wanted the experience of going to the movies together. And I'm sitting in the middle of them and they are like crying, laughing. And I'm looking like, wow, they're really enjoying this. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean... I'm enjoying it, but it's it makes you do that for real. Like, I wonder what that feels like <laughs> to see something on TV and you're just like crying, laughing. I mean, I do. There are things that I laugh at. Like, oh, <laughs> that's the most you're going to get. I have right. never had like a gut busting laugh. laugh by looking at some comedy. Like y'all look at Coming to America and Boomerang. And you think stuff is funny. And I'd be like, oh, that was good. That was good writing. <laughs> that was good, right? I have an appreciation for comedy. And I'll giggle, right? I'll giggle. But on the flip side, I cry over any sad thing in a movie. Mm. I don't care if it's the most unrealistic, dramatic scene in the movie. If somebody is sad on TV, I will cry. If somebody is sad in real life, it makes me sad. But mm. if I see it on TV specifically, I get tears in my eyes. Doesn't matter what. So we got to figure out, I, I guess it's important to figure out like how to manage your emotional expression mm-hmm. and try to tap into what's not there. Mm. I, and here's the crazy thing. I, I remember Jim Rohn said something. He said, you know, let life affect you. Let some things affect you. Let, yeah. let sad stuff make you sad. Let happy stuff make you happy. And I remember being in a movie with my mom one time. It was actually, what was the movie about the a war room? Mm-hmm. And it was a sad part at the end. And I remember coaching myself into tears. Because mm. I'm being intentional about letting this affect me because I feel something. And I'm like, wow, this is, this is like, this is sad. This is touching me. And I feel like almost, I, I feel emotions coming. And I don't know if like tears welling up. My automatic response is, Ooh, I'm, I'm trying to like shake it off. Mm-hmm. But then I remember having a conversation myself saying, let it go. Yeah. All right, look, I know you're enjoying the episode, but I got to tell you, finally, you asked for it and we created a Patreon, okay? We created an inner circle. We have amazing stories, amazing information, the how-tos from the episodes. The only thing we're missing is a community. So... It's about that time. We put together our Patreon. We put together a community because we have to have conversation around the information. So even this podcast we're listening to right now, there needs to be conversation. I want to hear what you got. I want to hear what you got. Like, let's throw some stuff back and forth. And because we're like-minded, we're all going in the same direction. When we connect, connect in a community, we can connect on other stuff outside the community because we're building real relationships. Okay, so... Check out the Patreon. We got three tiers. I don't care what tier you join. Um, the support is um, the support is appreciated. Okay, thank you so much. Now back to the episode. And asked, and I I started crying. Yeah, I started crying, and um, it wasn't like a boohoo. It was just I let it fall, and it was still. Do you remember how that made you feel? Yeah. Weird. Free. Free. Yeah. You just said something. Um, I think you said Jim Rohn said to allow yourself to feel the emotion. And I think that was just an epiphany for me because I am thug life in real life. Like people know I just I have the I don't give a crap. 
person that, like, when people see me, they're like, oh, Donnie don't care about that. And I'm like, but I do. I do care. Like, it, it does hurt my feelings. Everybody thinks that my feelings don't get hurt and I'm so tough and I'm so this, that, and the other. And it's my fault because I never share that you hurt my feelings. Like, I would rather write you off or move past it than to let you know you hurt my feelings. Donnie, do I ever hurt your feelings with my jokes? No, 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 no. Okay. Um, I'll be going hard. <laughs> I'll be going hard. No, no, you know, no. No more jokes on Donnie. Not stuff like that, but like in, in the past when friends or significant others and relationships were breaking up and people were moving on, I'd be mm. like, all right, bye. Bye. Um, like if somebody threatens to leave, you need me to help you get your stuff? Like, what you want me to do? You left something. You don't, yeah, how long is it going to take you to get here and be gone, right? Mm. Um, <laughs> and that's just who I am. And I, you know, obviously I'm affected by it and I'm not intentionally trying to not express the emotion. It's just, I have been, I have been taught to shake it off and bounce back. You shake it off and you bounce back. And then I've also proven the theory of, well, if you go through it and you shake it off and you bounce back, things really are okay. So I think in some instances I have said, it's no need to like become super emotional. You know, you're going to be over this in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe when I cry, I cry watching movies for the same things I wouldn't cry about in real life. So hold on real quick. So in, in real life, when you have these situations, those things don't bother you. What is it? What are the things that hurt your feelings? It's not that it doesn't bother me. It's that I have become professional at tuning out pain. I have become a professional at picking it up and moving on. Like, Mm. I just have. Um, But what I was getting at is maybe when I'm looking at these movies, I am living through their experience because I don't, really allow that. Now, have I cried? Do I cry? Yeah, something's got to really, really affect me. Like somebody has to die. When I thought my dog was dying, I was out of it for like Mm -hmm. a whole week. Um, But like, I get into an argument and we break up. Okay. I mean, okay. You eventually cry at some point? Um, No, now I will cry if I'm forced to talk about it. So... Mm, What do you mean? So... If we break up and, you know, and this is anybody, not necessarily my significant other, I am a, I'll talk to you like I'm a communicator. So I'll talk about the issue before the issue explodes to the point where it's a breakup situation. Once it's a breakup situation, I'm good. There, What are we talking for? Like, what are we talking about? And in the past, I have been quick to throw in the towel. Like, I'm, you know what? I'm good. I'm done. And someone else may say, no, Donnie, let's talk about this. Like, this isn't okay. You can't just keep breaking up with people. Let's talk about this. And if I am forced to talk about it, I can become emotional. But I do such a good job at avoiding the conversation in that emotional state. Like, I am the type of person where I'm going to address it head on in the beginning. Like, let's talk about this. This isn't right. Let's talk about this. This isn't right. But once I get to the point where I'm done, there's no more conversation about it for me. And I But have, if you're forced to talk about it, But if I'm forced it, to talk about it. Come. Yeah, because then it's like, you know, I, I felt like, especially in my last relationship, um, I felt like, which is 
also who I'm currently dating, but when we broke up for six months at that time, I felt like, um, like how easy is it to be successful at a relationship? Like it, it never had to get to this point. This is dumb. Like I don't like failing at something that I knew how to fix and we just didn't fix it. Mm. Get what I'm saying? So if I have to talk about that, that is, emotional for me but everything leading up like we should do this or we shouldn't do this or let's do more of this or let's try this and let's do these things um those kind of conversations i can have without any emotion have you ever cried over entrepreneurial stuff have i ever cried over entrepreneurial stuff like business stuff does that get you emotional no i've never cried over that i can think of um I have never, like, I literally have people, I feel incredible pride when it comes to business stuff. Like, I literally have people, I have cried, like, on stages telling my story sometimes, Mm -hmm. but not about, like, business. Not, Mm -hmm. like, I didn't do well or I did do well. Like, I've literally had people come up and tell me, Donnie, you've changed my life or you saved us from, you know, something that you said gave me information to help stop eviction or um, save marriages and people will be crying, crying, crying. And I'm just. Yo, I was, we were on a panel one time and I don't, maybe you were here. It was, it was here at the complex and Justin was here and he was like talking about his past and I guess realizing where he is now. And he started crying. Like he couldn't even talk. Mm -hmm. And I remember looking at it like, I want that. Yeah. I want to feel that. I want to tap into that. I think there's a whole nother level of our lives um, that we can go to once we start to feel more. Yeah. Emotions are a tricky thing. Like telling my story, it it really just depends on the setting. Like our first interview, when you interviewed me here, I knew that I was going to tell my story. I was prepared for it. So it did not make me cry. But if I'm speaking on stage and I just start sharing a story about my story, I will likely become emotional sharing that story. And it also depends on the piece of the story that I'm sharing and why I'm sharing that story. Emotions are really, really tricky, man. And I think this is really why we all need therapy. Yeah, that's a fact. And I stayed away from therapies for so long because I always felt like, yo, therapists got the most messed up <laughs> like they're Therapy like when twisted. dr phil was doing all this marriage counseling and relationship counseling and then you found out his marriage was in shambles like in the worst way and like terribly worse than anybody that he was counseling i'm like this therapy stuff is that's crazy. You want me to get coaching and counseling counseling from you? But from the out, I mean, from the outside. But I get it now. Yeah, from the outside, you can fix some stuff. Yeah. The hardest thing is fixing yourself. Your own situation. Why that is stuff. it so hard to fix your own situation? I mean, even if we're bringing that to entrepreneurship, like you can tell people. I see people do this all the time. Like I have group settings where, you know, people are talking amongst themselves and I can hear some of the students give advice about, you should do this, 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 and this. And I sit there and I think, 
So should you. Right, exactly. Why aren't you doing this for yourself? Like, yeah. and that, you know, people would always say things like, well, someone's not qualified to be a relationship coach if they don't have a successful relationship. I don't necessarily agree with that I don't anymore. Agree with that either. I don't agree with that anymore because after having gone through relationships that failed, I know I've learned some things about what not to do. Yeah. About what women want, about yeah. what women could do differently, and and vice versa. What's up, podcaster or soon-to-be podcaster? Get ready to level up your podcast game because the number one podcast education summit of the year is back, and it's bigger and better than ever. I'm talking about the second annual podcast summit happening on July 4th and 5th in the content creation capital of the world. You already know, ATL, baby. Atlanta, Georgia, going down July 4th and 5th, two full days. Imagine this. Imagine you getting all the game you need to take your voice, your brand, your your business to the next level. Imagine getting all the insider tips. Imagine getting all the know-how that you've been craving for the last two, three, four years where you're talking about you're going to start a podcast, but you haven't yet because you don't have the tools, you don't have the tips, you don't have the tricks. I don't care if you're just starting or you're a seasoned pro. This summit has something for everyone. Picture you mastering the basics of setting up your podcast or unlocking the secrets to grow your brand on social media. We're not just talking about podcasting here. I'm talking about you want to build a long form catalog, whether it's skits, movies. We got people talking about script writing. This is an incredible experience. Imagine, imagine discovering the art of securing these lucrative sponsorship deals. And that's not all. Learn the ropes of creating a pitch deck that has sponsors knocking down your door. Oh, wait, 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 wait. There's more. This isn't just a summit. This is an experience. I'm telling you. Rub shoulders with industry leaders. And you got to network with the other people that are doing what you're doing. All the guests that have ever been on Social Proof Podcast, I'm giving them a free ticket. And in exchange, they promise me that they're going to sit down and do short interviews with you. We got podcast booths for our VIP members where you can sit down, pull somebody to a side, and you're going to create content in real time. I know what you're thinking. How do I get a part of this podcasting paradise? Well, it's simple. All you have to do is head over to podcastsummit.com, grab your tickets now, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I have something really, really special for you. I got a little treat for my early birds, people who take action. The next 20 listeners and only 20 listeners who get your tickets right now, okay? I'm not only going to give you 20% off of whatever ticket level you get, you get 20% off, but if you use the promo code BIGDEAL, It'll take 20% off immediately, but I'm also going to allow the first 20 people to listening to this right now to be able to bring a friend, bring a teammate, bring a partner for absolutely free. You get general admission, they get general admission. You get VIP, they get VIP. Whatever ticket level you purchase, you get to bring a friend, partner, colleague, boo thing for absolutely free. Nothing extra required. My team's going to reach out to you, get your partner's name, or if you don't have the person you no, right now yet you got time no pressure you get us back but use that code big deal that triggers to let us know you get to bring someone for free so don't wait so secure your spot at the number one podcast education summit in the country join us july 4th and 5th in atlanta let's turn your podcast dreams into a reality y'all head over to podcastsummit.com use promo code big deal at checkout and get your tickets now don't miss out on the opportunity to take your podcast to new heights take your brand to new heights take your business to new heights with this unprecedented offer okay i'll see you at the summit and don't forget to use promo code big deal
right? Like I think if you've experienced something in that lane, then you're you're qualified to talk about yeah. it. That's like saying uh, only Michael Jordan and Shaquille O'Neal can coach basketball. Right. They were good at it. Right. You know what I mean? Or because like, they, they've been in the NBA. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that That's definitely not the case. That's definitely All right. Out of this emotional stuff, let's get back to business. How are you feeling, Shans? Are you starting to feel a little feel tingly like, on the inside? A little bit. <laughs> a little now bit. Now we're all about to be plotting on something to make you cry. You know what would make me cry? If all of the people who are on the podcast came together and they bought me a Lambo. <laughs> yeah, would I feel you, like would you if, cry? If, I would cry. I would. You would force coach it. yourself to cry. <laughs> cry sheds. Cry sheds. Twenty people, all, or forty people that have been on the podcast, all put up five thousand dollars. We can get a social proof Lambo. Well, if it's a social proof Lambo, <laughs> I got it Monday, Wednesday, Friday. <laughs> <laughs> say less. Say less. No, but I, you know what? I, I think um, my my. It protects me in terms of like how I don't get too high or get too low in business because there's always another level. And I don't stop to um, I don't stop to celebrate. I don't I don't stop to say, um, okay, this is the mountaintop. I know there's another one, which is a plus. Mm-hmm. because I'm going to continue to move forward. I'm never going to start feeling myself like I am at the top of the mountain and I'm going to be fine. And when it ha- when when things aren't going well, it's not like I get so emotional where I fly off the handle and say, yo, I got to do something else and rebrand. And there's a lot of entrepreneurs that do that. Do that. Because their emotions swing so far. Yeah. But I don't think what you're doing is managing your emotions. I think you're just avoiding them. You got something? Ding, 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 ding. Please share. <laughs> you asked her if she's cried during her entrepreneurial journey. Have you? Say what? You asked her if she has cried during her entrepreneurial journey. Yeah. Have you? Absolutely not. Me, personally, like, I've been doing this for 10 years. In the beginning, especially, it was an emotional roller coaster. <laughs> like, like, meaning, like, I was crying all the time. Yeah. Somebody said no to a $20 T-shirt. I was like, oh, my God, I'm stuck. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. So nah, it's like, nah. that was in the beginning. And then, like, as I started doing more business and understanding that it's not, they're not denying me and my, you know, right. all the reasons why I'm doing this. They're denying the product or whatever the situation is. But I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs, especially like people that are creative and have a lot of ADD type of things and things in their mind, they get those big swings and emotions that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Cause I, when I get like a big deal, I'm, you know, diddy levels of excitement. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then when I hit a bad deal situation, I'm really, really low. Like, I don't even know what I could do out of that situation. You know what I mean? And I feel like it becomes once with more trial and error, making the mistakes and, you know, why did I get so emotional over that or whatever the situation is? You Why start to I kind of calibrate. That? You know, Why would I want to do that? I'm, I'm, that's, <laughs> no. That's not me guarding my emotion. It's just, I'm not... But you're feeling the moment in real life. Like, uh, what's his name? Uh, from Million Dollars Worth of Game, the dude that went to jail. Wow. Um, what? what? Wallow. Wallow, yeah. He's, he said an impact theory. He was like, I love to cry. And like, he went to jail. And he's like, now that I, I wasn't able to show my emotions, like I grew up in a bad neighborhood. I was never able to show that I, I could cry. Like, I literally had to, to walk cry. around. Like, I'm a New Yorker. I had to walk around with my face. Like, I will kill you because they will kill me if I didn't look like that. So mm. and literally, it turned into that emotion in my business. It became my baby. So I felt like, you know, enough 
comfort to be able to be emotional in that space. You get what I'm saying? So I feel like that is a really big for entrepreneurs. We put everything that we got on the line for our business, our products, our services, mm-hmm. and it becomes so emotional when someone says no. When someone says you, you hit. You know, we know but this you is. You can't be like that. You can. But in business, it's going to be hard to succeed if because your emotions control your actions. True. And if your emotions are low, what is going to happen to your actions? Yeah, you're thinking about negativity. Negativity yeah, is going to continue. Sometimes you get so high and your emotions got you feeling on top of the world and that affects your actions because I don't got to work as hard. Mm-hmm. True. That's yeah, I, I enjoy a good cry. I agree with Wallow there. But what makes most people cry don't make me cry. I cry now. I can, I will shed some tears when I go deep into meditation or if I have a long, long prayer, especially in the shower. Um, I cry out of gratitude, things like that. But I don't think I've ever cried because something didn't go right in business. But I think it's also because I've been so sure about my ability to figure it out. Yeah. I'm gonna figure it out. So you don't you don't want this t shirt? Okay, somebody else does. All right. <laughs> An example for me would be like when I hit a level of a goal of a dream that I always wanted to hit, like, for example, the first event I ever threw that made me and my cousin, who's my business partner, cry of joy of like, oh, my God, this was something that we thought was impossible type of thing. And we did it. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like it's kind of like those realizations of self-belief, like every time somebody takes on that product or that event or whatever it is, and you might have those self-doubts as an entrepreneur, like, I don't know if I could charge 5000 for this thing or whatever the situation is. And then you actually get a room full of people to do it. And you're like, wow, this is like next level. Like, I feel divine. I feel like I'm I'm doing God's work at this point because everything's just coming together. I'm making money doing what I love. And you know from working at the Cheesecake Factory, like, I delivered bread. So I was working from 2 in the morning to 2 in the afternoon, like, in a bread yeah. truck. And, like, for my family business. And that was really hard. So my dream of always being around this type of environment, being in my media world and all this stuff, what I do in my agency, it was always like, that's not real work in my dad's eyes. You know what I'm saying? So when I got the opportunity to actually make it real work, it was so joyful and so emotional of an experience because it's like, I'm being reborn from a bread guy. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like that, that was my old life. This is my new life. And it's like, it's a, it's kind of like being a, what's it called when you get, uh, baptized. You know what I'm saying? Like you're getting baptized into your dreams. That's a whole nother level of experience and what your emotion is about. Like being part of the morning meetup changed my life. You know what I'm saying? So like those those type of things, when you're around this experience, for most people, what we do on a regular basis, what you guys do on a regular basis, what everyone, like entrepreneurs do on a regular basis, it's so out of there. Like it's so, like the guy that's at Cheesecake Factory right now can't ever imagine himself doing what you're doing right now. You Are know what I'm we- saying? Are we taking this for granted? Hmm. Are we taking for granted that what we are doing and accomplishing is not normal? Like, have we normalized this so much that we forget that it's not normal? Maybe, but is it a bad thing? Is it a bad thing? I'm asking you. Is it a bad thing? Because you think like this is the this is the stuff you want to normalize, right? Like you yeah. want to normalize success. You want to normalize eating what you want. Mm-hmm. Because there's been a point where we normalize poverty. We normalize gossip. We normalize wasting time. Mm-hmm. I remember mm-hmm. wasting time was so normal. Yeah. That's what you do. Yeah. But I didn't even see it as wasting time. It just, it was life. This is a fact. So that's good. We have normalized 
we have normalized supernatural success. Especially in Atlanta. Especially in Atlanta. To the point where it's normal to normalize it. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> this is this, like seriously, like we talk about, there are memes that talk about, you know, let's normalize healthy hair, let's normalize, you know, healthy diets. Let's normalize success. And this is what I said. This is almost what I meant by in the beginning when, when I started off, like we get to do this yeah. and we're getting to normalize this. Like that is a big deal. Not one that makes me cry, mm -hmm. but one that makes me acknowledge and I would celebrate mm -hmm. the fact that that's a real big, like for somebody, like he just said, that was powerful. Like the guy who's still working at the Cheesecake Factory who yeah. took your position may or may not be imagining himself at this level. Yeah. And I don't even know if you can because you don't really even know what this level feels like until you get it. Yeah. You think you have an idea. You see the external output, like the tangible things that are a result of it, but how it really feels to be like, it's just anybody who gets an opportunity to create and pave a way, yeah. even if it's just for themselves, like it's a big, big deal. And I think we need to do more normalizing of that. And yes. celebrating that. Cele yo, celebrate. We're going to celebrate. All right, let me, let me try it real quick. Okay, okay. So there's a chart that shows the top podcasts in each category. Mm -hmm. In entrepreneurship category, mm -hmm. we are the number one black podcast. Hey. Yes, let's celebrate. Yes, yes, yes. Hey. That felt weird. That felt weird. It felt weird. It felt weird. It felt weird. Yes. It was, felt mad, it, felt was, it was forced because it was orchestrated. It was forced. It was orchestrated. <laughs> Did it look forced? Did it because look forced? when I say it, normally yes! Chance is on the other side. Like, yeah, we, yeah, this is where we are. This is where we are. We're not, yeah. we're not number one yet. And then so. Dottie with the silly head. Yeah, yeah but, but that's what you be doing. Come on, Chance. We're number one. Black, black, yeah! black. Give it to me. Yeah! Give it to me. Give it to yeah! me. Yeah! Does that feel good? Woo! No, it feels weird. It feels strange. It felt very, You're very forced. You know, we're gonna we are gonna celebrate. And I think what will help me celebrate is if I don't have to do anything. Done. If it can be planned, executed, and I don't gotta pay for it. Fudge. <laughs> <laughs> if I don't have to pay for the celebration, I don't have to worry about the flow of the celebration, and I can just be celebrated. Well, I can make that happen because you don't have to pay for it, but your COO can go into the business account that pays for it. But that David Shans, that makes sense to you. David Shans doesn't pay. <laughs> David Shans doesn't pay for anything. Technically, you're not swiping your card. Technically, you didn't pay for it. Yeah. Where does, how, how in the world does it make sense to y'all? The business of what you've done. The business pays for it. And then I'm at. The All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. 
with NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. And it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash socialproof. That's NetSuite.com slash socialproof. NetSuite.com slash socialproof. The event looking like, dang, why'd they get them type of balloons? Why'd they get the cheaper joints? <laughs> I, I, I know what that costs. The problem is you don't know how to live in the moment. You know what? Because yeah, you don't because you're thinking about the cost of the balloons. Yes, the cost of the you don't do that. Don't you, do you that. Don't. Try to make me feel crazy. Like, what are y'all talking about? Dave, you just said it. I'm thinking about the cost of the balloons. Exactly. Why we had to get the big old if shark. I don't gotta pay for the stuff. Why do I have to come into a helicopter for my event that you should do? This is this is so you and Kenny are like one in the same. I remember when, remember those flowers that he got me that year for my birthday? Yes. They were, Ariel, can you get Ja? He's right there. They were I'm five, sorry. they were five hundred dollar roses. The joints that the, uh, the preserved ones that last box. for a long time. And when he gave them to me. I was like, because he knew I wanted these roses. Right. I talked about them. I was like, oh my God, you got the flowers. And then you are excited about I that. was super excited about my flowers. And then I got home and he's there. And he's like, little punk ass $500 flowers. <laughs> yeah, he uses that word all the time too. <laughs> he does. <clears throat> and anytime he references the flowers is the $500 flowers. It's always about how much he spent on the flowers. And it takes the excitement out of it for me because I'm like, stop talking about the price. You were the same. If, if I threw a party, he would literally be in there like, you didn't have to spend that much on those balloons. Well, and that's depending you. on who spent the money. But no, it doesn't. No, no, no. Yeah, it does. It if doesn't somebody, matter. If you did an event and you paid for everything, I'm not about to start questioning your pockets. I'm be like, yo, that is a real friend right there. But the, she went all out for your boy. <laughs> but the thing is, even if my wife does it, I'm still thinking, all right, Dre, which part did I pay for? <laughs> How much of this came from the joint account? How much of this came from the joint account? How did y'all get Cisco to come sick at this joint? How much was it? I paid for that. But That's you, how I, I know. But you have to stop seeing it as who paid for it. I won't see it as who paid for it if I don't have to. I don't care who paid for it as long as I don't did. As long as I did, then I can celebrate. I'm just telling y'all how how if y'all want to celebrate some stuff for me, no, just make I, sure I got to pay for it. I agree. I agree. If I'm being celebrated, I don't need to spend anything out of pocket, and I wouldn't celebrate you and invite you to your own dinner and say, "Here's the bill, Shans." I would never. You don't even really pay when we go out to eat. Well, but we're not celebrating anything. <laughs> We are. We got stuff to celebrate. No, we're having business meetings. We're having business meetings, and when we're having business meetings or casually hanging out, you already know what's up. 
the number one <laughs> black <laughs> podcast for entrepreneurship. Let's go celebrate. Mm-hmm. You want to do it? Yes. Okay. We're going to go celebrate the number one. First of all, are we doing like dinner where we got to get dressed up? And No, we, we're going today. Oh, come on. We shop every week. That's not celebrating. I feel like when we go shopping, you should buy me something. And then... In celebration. And then you should buy me something. I knew, I knew that was the like, what the hell? Yo, We have the number one black-hosted social proof podcast. Shans, you're mad corny. I'm Super just trying corny. to tap into my emotions. And you're not I helping think, me. I think that we're going to put it out there that we... We worked hard. You've worked incredibly hard. Mm-hmm. And we're the number one black hosted podcast yes. in the world. And you guys, if you have any ideas to celebrate us, that's not going to cost us any money. Right. <laughs> we just got to pull up and enjoy the moment. Let us know what you come up with. That's how I Somebody send a cash app. Send it to, they can send it to your cash app. Donnie no, send it to my cash app. Donnie Donnie going to get new shoes with one part of it. I don't know what my cash app is. Let me just see real listen, quick. Listen, cash app me at um, sleep is for, dollar sign sleep is four suckers with a number four S-L-E-E-P-I-S number four S-U-C-K-E-R-S cash at me. Okay? Cash at me. I'm the more responsible one at dollar sign. We're trying to celebrate. I'm trying to get some people to celebrate with us. Donnie Wiggins D-O-N-N-I-W-I-G-G-I-N-S. You think somebody really celebrate Yeah, us? I think so. And the thing is... And we'll take the money and we'll go we'll go all out by uh, like the best steaks, the best scrimps. Scrimps? All of uh, Scrimps? I'm classy. You are hood <laughs> You know what I enjoy doing for celebrating though? Like to Joe's point about like the birthdays and stuff, I would rather like go feed the homeless for my birthday. It makes me feel mm. good. Um, and I do that every year. Now, I would like to do both. So I would like to spend my morning going out and feeding the homeless and then celebrating with friends and family in the evening. Right. But if I have to choose or if there's no plans popping, I am not mad. Like my daughter will tell you, we ride up and down the street looking for homeless people to feed on my birthday. Um, at Christmas time, mm. that makes me feel like I'm doing the right thing. When you quit, so you left August 2000, what? 14. August 2014, you left your job. Can you remember the feeling? What was going on in your world around that time? My feeling was F you, really. Like I was fed up at my job. So it wasn't, it wasn't celebration. It was just more relief. So, yeah, it was relief. And then um, it was relief. But at the same time, it was relief. Like, you got a little money in the bank, but you better make something happen real fast. Because mm-hmm. at that time, I didn't have what I got today. Mm-hmm. Right? I wasn't making the same kind of money. So, at that time when I left, even though I made good money, I was still, I had a, I had a high overhead with just life. Right. And I was still just one paycheck away, so right. to speak. Right? So, at that time, it was like, okay, I have figured out that I can make money and that's not the part that I need to worry about. I have figured out exactly what kind of money I need to make to maintain lifestyle for me, my mom, and my daughter. Now, it's like sleep is for suckers at that time, for real, for real, like in the literal sense. There's no sleep. There's no days off. There's none of this other foolishness. There's no partying. That's like really when I stopped partying and going out a whole lot because I was nervous. I didn't quit like in full confidence. I quit knowing... I'm jumping off the porch. Mm. 
Some people think when you quit your job, it's going to be a celebration, though. No. And I don't think I've celebrated even a year. I haven't celebrated an anniversary. I don't remember what the exact date is. Um, When I quit, I had faith in my ability to make money. I didn't really necessarily know how I was going to ride this out long term. Yeah, I I think more of my quitting was anxiety because I didn't know what to expect. Mm -hmm. I didn't know how long this was going to last. And I'm just looking at it like, this is a run. This is a run. But how long is this run going to last? Ariel, I I, want to hear from you before we, um, before uh, uh, it's all over because you talk to, you go to the mic. You talk to uh, like the corporate climbers. Um, um, uh, I guess you can kind of explain your market. Absolutely. So um, my name is Ariel, A-R-Y-L-L-E-Y-O-U-N-G underscore. And I coach corporate employees on that transition into entrepreneurship. Because the first thing of the, like the fear of leaving is like, how do I make money that's going to compensate for the money that I currently make? Because they're already at that six figure or close to it mark. So the faith and believing that you can generate income when you leave is what I focus on. But then the other piece of like just believing in yourself and knowing how do you how do you like just know that you'll be okay is like that emotional roller coaster. Mm-hmm. So that the day you leave can be a celebration because you're literally trusting yourself. So I'm more like um, non-conventional from that perspective because I do want it to be a celebration when you leave because I do want you to trust yourself that you will be able to make money when you when you Did quit. You celebrate when you left. Did I celebrate when I left? I actually was really excited. But did you celebrate? Let me think. When's the last thing you celebrated? A real sense of celebration if it wasn't leaving your job. A real sense of celebration. Actually, it's been a minute. So you guys are just as messed up as me. me. (laughs) No, no, listening to what you were saying specifically, you know, when you think about a lot of transitions, when you think about immigrants who come into America, when you think about people who are in poverty and they, they're trying to just make it, and even like when you don't necessarily have a plan to quit your job and you're just going through it, you really have to protect yourself from like any type of emotional like exposure because you just have to get through it. So you train yourself not to be exposed to those type of emotions to the point where some immigrants come over here and they're just... They just learn to be hard. That's why they don't even know how to erase that. And oh, so same, it's not like, oh, I finally got to America. It's like, all right, now let's, le- let's, let's celebrate. It's like yeah. you've just kind of callused yourself like we're here. to let's the experience. Sure we stay here. Yeah. Exactly. Let's stay out of trouble. Let's stay off the radar. Yeah. yeah. Like, no celebrating. So I've actually been working, like, just to experience my own emotions and and. I think it's been able to help with my like clarity calls, like my, my sessions, because I'm able to connect that empathy that I learned from like my, my degree in social work allows me to tap into like not only intellectually empathize, but like, oh, that sucks. You know, mm-hmm. like I know you you're scared to leave your job because I know what that feels like. It's like, no, I really remember my hands shaking every time I talked about it. And then I also remember being really scared to press that 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 send button when I was about to put my two weeks notice in. So I emotionally understand you. It's, it's emotional empathy, and then there's intellectual empathy. And I think that's what me tapping into my emotions allows me to do. I do cry more, mm. you know, but it's, it, I haven't actually celebrated. So now we are all you, kind of— What honest. do you think you would celebrate? Like, what would have to happen? And I wanna, I'm going to ask you the same question, too, as I think of my own answer. But what would have to happen for you to truly celebrate the accomplishment? 
I'll be honest with you, like really, really thinking about it. Now that I'm on, I'm thinking about the last time I went on social media, I celebrate small wins. Mm-hmm. I really, I'm like, ah! <laughs> I'm literally Is like that the cele- celebration dance right there. That, Let me really? see that okay, <laughs> yeah. cool. All right. Just, that's a, I celebrate small ones. If I get a response to an email, if a client actually like books on the calendar after we've had a conversation in the DMs, I'm like, oh, OK. You know, it's always just small, tiny celebrations. But I will say, like, I think I think you might have said this, but the first time I got the 1600 transaction, it was just a regular day. Mm-hmm. But like everything up leading to that moment is just like the exhilarating excitement. I'm doing like little dances. I really do. Like, I that really dances. do. <laughs> wow. That's what's up. Yeah. You Thank you for that. asking me, though. That's... Oh, yeah. No problem. No problem. Jo- okay. I'm, I'm coming to you, Donnie. Joe, do you celebrate often? You didn't celebrate when you quit your job. Nope. What would have to happen for you to, like, truly celebrate? Something big would have to happen. Like, I would think... Is quitting your job not big? I mean, it's big, yes. but it's just like that fear. Like, my anxiety was through the roof when I sent my notice. I my notice was sitting. My notice was sitting in the drafts. I typed it up. Um, it took me about a week to even type it up, and took about two days to actually send it to my HR department. And I sent it, and I was like, "Whew, okay, this is happening." Yeah. And my sister was sitting right behind me. She's like, "I'm proud of you because I've been telling you to do this for like the longest." And I'm like, "All right, cool," but it's just you still just don't know because you have so much going on. So like, I've had a lot going on entrepreneur wise. And I've been trying to just narrow it down, narrow it down and get rid of stuff and get rid of people. And now that I'm focused, it's like sometimes you get, even when you get focused, you still get distracted. Yeah, that's a fact. So it's like until something big happens for me, like, you know, when the bank account grows even more because it's grown, but even when it grows even more and where I feel like everything's in place, like when I personally feel like, oh my gosh, like I can feel like I can breathe Mm-hmm. And I ain't got to be here. I ain't got to be there. Like, everything is just moving like a, you know, a well mechanic, you know, well machine. However you say it. Yeah. Um, I don't know what you're talking hmm. about. A well-oiled machine. Oh, okay, oh There okay. we go. Just slow down and pronounce your, enunciate. Yes, Donnie. <laughs> so sorry. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but when everything is moving in the way that, in the direction I feel it needs to move and I can breathe, I believe that's my big celebration. Okay. okay. Mm. Donnie? What has to happen? I am sitting here and I just, I'm drawing a blank. Engagement. Jesus Christ. What is wrong with him? No. I'm saying that, would that be a celebration? Um, yeah, would you cry? Um, I might cry when I get engaged. Um, I might cry, but I don't know about like, I'm not the type to get engaged and then a month later have an in engagement party. Let's go. Like, I don't, I don't necessarily have right. an engagement party. Okay. But what I was thinking about was, um, I am really big on celebrating other people. Like, as I was thinking about what would have to happen for me to want to celebrate, I could be wrong, but I feel like other people, you can celebrate yourself. You can celebrate small wins, but I'm talking big celebration. I don't want to plan my own big celebration and just mm-hmm. invite people over. Like, are you coming to celebrate or are you coming for the food gotcha, and drinks, right? Gotcha. And I, I remember working with a client who earlier this year, we built a membership group. We built his membership group and we hit the year's goal in 30 days. So he built mm. it to a point where it's going to generate a million dollars in 30 days. And he, you know, we saw it, we saw the number and he's like, man, good shit, good stuff. Um, But I'm like, this is not enough. 
we have to celebrate. He's like, no, we're not celebrating. I'm like, we are celebrating. I'm calling everybody, like, meet us at dinner because we are going out. And it was a big deal. And we brought balloons and I had a dessert was tray. Was No, it was, it was not, like, outside of the organization. It was internally. Oh. internal to his organization. I was going to feel away. And he he felt so uncomfortable being celebrated about this, but I felt like it had to happen. Like, yeah. this is a big deal. I don't know if I had built... You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. A membership group to a million dollars. If I would have done more than just be proud of myself, mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think I would have called a dinner and mm-hmm. celebrated. Like, shouldn't other people do that for you? Right. Okay. Well, I don't, I don't know what I would have to do to celebrate, but I'm gonna I'm gonna start looking for some celebratory... We already found one. What is it? We have number one Black-hosted podcast in the country. We have our year anniversary coming up, being co-hosts together. We got the Social Proof Alumni Ball coming up, and we got our birthdays coming up later. Lit! It's up, it's up, it's up. <laughs> yes, go for it. I have to say one thing, because it, it really blanked my mind when I got to the mic, but when you were talking about people celebrating you, and people do give you your flowers all the time. And I can imagine where you are, people are saying thank you for just like the exposure that you give them. But then it's hard to just delineate like who really, really likes me for who I am. So for my birthday, I actually did plan. This is the only plan I've ever done for my 30th. And we, what we did over Zoom was just have them share. Like it was literally give me my flowers because I'm mm. like, I don't ever do that. I'm always heads down. And they literally, one by one, told stories. But the stories were actually nothing that I would have ever, like, I never would have celebrated. It was, somebody told a story about I got into a fight when I was five, when I was in fifth grade. Mm -hmm. And then someone told a story about, you know, like, how I I made them feel in a situation. And that made me cry because I, I did nothing that they talked about was anything that I would have, like, thought was a flower to give. And they yeah. really, truly were pouring into me as, an, as a human. And it felt like, okay, you you mess with me because of just, just wow. because of who I am, even the things that I'm not even trying to be. Yeah. So for you, it's, it's you know, I, I would love for you to experience that because genuinely you give, you do give yourself as much as you allow yourself to be vulnerable, but the genuine things that you have done as a person is what I truly truly, truly have appreciated. And so for you to feel what that feels like, those would be like some real big, big square, happy tears like down your face. Like, oh my God. It's like an outer body experience when you realize people do appreciate you. Absolutely. Okay. Thank you. Planning your own celebration now? No, I'm just going to hope somebody gives me a Lambo. All right, let's, let's, um, (laughs) let's wrap this up, man. Um, Donnie, 
We didn't talk about how our week was. I don't know if anybody... We didn't even talk about the lights out situation. Oh, my God. Yeah, we had a... Wow. We've had obstacles and hurdles yeah, 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 in the yeah. podcast, but we had a total blackout. Total blackout. A total blackout. At a live event. Like, In the middle of blackout. recording. Right in the middle. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that was, that was quite a... Uh, situation, but we got through it. People were happy, yeah. Uh, and in, in the way we handled it, so you know, we're doing like QA with no lights on, no it's lights on dark. in the dark. Q&A. And we're doing QA, like, all right, what, are, what other questions y'all got? So, all right, cool. Let's uh, let's wrap this thing up, man. This episode is sponsored as always by the morning meetup, the morning meetup.com, the morning meetup.com, which is the only organization that gathers every single day. Um, with a community of over literally like it's 400 and something people on the call every single morning now, it's absolutely amazing. Um, also, we are uh, jumping into, we're, we're doing a um, a podcast, launch your podcast challenge. So launch your podcast challenge. I'm sure I'll put a link below. Um, be a part of this challenge, man. On a mission to help a thousand people launch their podcast. Because we know what this podcast has done for our lives. Mm-hmm. The exposure, our ability to pour into people, which, um, which, makes us better communicators because mm-hmm. we just talk every single week on how to improve other people. So um, click the link somewhere below. It's somewhere, somewhere here, I'm sure. But uh, be a part of that. And if you want to be a part of the... Oh, look what Joe sent me. Because we had a bet. That, you that, 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 that. that was good. Okay. Um, yeah, send me, a, send me a text message. Uh, text podcast. You want to be on a wait list, or you can um, start in the uh, in the challenge. 404-737-4935. Where you at? Let me see where 404-737-4935. you are. 404-737-4935. Uh, make sure you shoot me a text message. Okay. Lots of value in here. Uh, text podcast to 404-737-4935. Donnie Wiggins. This social proof podcast episode is also brought to you by sixfigureedu.com. That's S I X F I G U E U R E dot com. Uh, the dopest community where I train and develop coaches and consultants from scratch. So if you are someone and you feel like you have a story to tell, a story to teach from, a skill set to teach from, you offer a specialized service and you want to grow it into a six figure mm-hmm. business, you need sixfigureedu.com. And then this episode is also brought to you by Post to Paid. Can I tell you something interesting? Tell me about it. I discovered working with entrepreneurs that no matter how genius their concept is, there's still a bottleneck in the process because most people don't know how to communicate on social media effectively. What? Tell me more. Yep. So I created a Post to Paid membership group for literally $37 a month Oh my goodness, $37. Please tell me more. I text you from this phone right here three times a day exactly what to say on your social media page. All you got to do is put your image or your video with it, but exactly what to do. Nobody is out here sending you in real time every single day three text messages to your cell phone Mm. from my mind teaching you how to create posts that sell, get engagement, and increase your exposure, ultimately growing your business. And you can get on that list or join me in the group by texting POST to PAID to 404-737-2767. Again, 
That's 404-737-2767. Text post to paid. And I also just give out free business pro tips. And there's more? And there's more. I just give out free business. Can you believe that I think of these genius business principles and I'll text it to you for oh free? Oh, my gosh. Donnie oh, Wiggins. wow. Yeah. For $37. For 30 Well, that part's free. <gasps> Wow. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So Thanks anyway, you guys text me 404-737-2767. Yeah, and I, I, I will say that uh, I know a bunch of our clients that are getting results and creating content. So uh, make sure y'all rock with my sister, Donnie Wiggins. And um, do yourself a favor, okay? Get yourself some social proof, meaning go build something. But you got to bring it back to your community. You got to start a podcast. You got to start a blog. You got to start something. Do some IG lives, teaching your community how you did what you did, okay? And we are out of here. See you next week. Bye, guys. David Chance presents to you the morning meetup. Do you have an idea you need to get off the ground? Are you a small business owner looking to earn supplemental income or replace your current income? Come and join the most amazing mentorship and accountability group for entrepreneurs live with David Shands himself. That's right. This is not pre-recorded and it's not a replay. This is live every morning, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Eastern. In addition to the live calls, you'll also receive a weekly individual Q&A call, a private Facebook community, access to all call replays, and access to David's list of resources and contacts you need to be in an environment of success so head over to themorningmeetup.com today for your one dollar seven day trial that's right just one dollar for seven days of access to the morning meetup take massive action towards manifesting your dreams today themorningmeetup.com you know how to book flights and hotels all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.